0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to Arizona Good Business Radio, featuring leaders in the Arizona business community working to build a lasting impact throughout our state through doing good business. I'm your host, Thomas Barr, Vice President of Business Development at Local First Arizona. We're a statewide organization advocating for and celebrating locally owned businesses, and we're the largest local business coalition in North America, providing resources to thousands of small businesses while raising awareness of the benefits of building a strong local economy. I'm so excited today because I have my friend and uh, colleague, Lloyd Hopkins, the Executive Director of Million Dollar Teacher Projects. So much to talk about and lloyd i think it's been 4 years since valley leadership absolutely i was going to say you <laughs> got to say also valley leadership class 40, class 40 the most important class the most important in the class. history what? and we changed the tagline we weren't best class ever we were the pivot class yeah and then we did have some we had some weird tagline larry made up yeah <laughs> i can't I mean, remember oh, what i think it was wasn't that. it the best just, the got, best better? just got better there that's we go. what it was there best go. just got yeah. better and
1: we and we have since kept that tradition and we're living it on with all the great work we're trying to do in the community.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And for those that don't know, Valley Leadership's a great organization doing great work and they have cohorts of leaders in the community Mm -hmm. come from all facets of life to get together and learn about how Arizona operates and how we play a role in that. So
1: somebody's out here moving and shaking. They probably were in Valley Leadership somewhere down the line. Down
0: the line. Yeah, absolutely. So Lloyd, Million Dollar Teacher Project. Yep. Tell us about it. Super unique name. And I think you hear it and you're like, hmm, that's interesting. I think I kind of understand. Yeah. But but for those that don't know, let's hear about it. And that was kind of part of the design, man. When I decided to launch
1: this organization, you know, I'm a person that believes we can change the world. You just got to create the right solution, right? So I'm not afraid of the big, hairy, audacious goal. And so when I landed on the fact that I wanted to do something to support teachers because when we talk about creating an equitable education system, there's a lot of programs that focus on kids, a lot that focus on technology and all these different things, but not enough that focus on the teacher itself. Mm. And so I wanted to drive more support, resources, an elevation of what it means to be a teacher starting here in the state of Arizona. And so to do something with that big of a goal, it can't be the $100 teacher project. It can't be the (laughs) $1,000. No, the million-dollar teacher project. We first want to make teachers feel like a million dollars. We want to bring a million dollars worth of support to educators. Um, At some point, we want to be able to make the case on why teachers deserve to be paid a million dollars. And so it all bleeds off of that title in some shape, form, or fashion. But at the root of it, we just want teachers to feel like a million dollars, man. They're, they're shaping our future, and they, and they deserve that. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I guess my first question for you is really why, right? Like, yeah. it, what is your connection to it personally? And also, being in Arizona, why is this cause, this organization, focused on doing this what yeah. is the landscape of being a teacher here ooh okay so the first
1: thing i'll say is that the, the state of arizona to me is such an important place for really any work around education because we've historically for the past decade or or more have historically ranked amongst the lowest in education. Mm -hmm. You know, we typically waffle back and forth between uh, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. you know, and for us to be the fifth largest city Mm -hmm. in the nation, that doesn't go hand in hand. And I think we often ignore how much our education system plays a part in having a thriving economy, having a really diverse, active state. Our education plays a part in that. Uh, The other part of it is that teacher salaries and teacher pay, also in Arizona, ranks amongst the lowest in the nation. Mm. So I think our teacher pay is also around, like, maybe 45th in the nation, you know. And even outside of that, when you still adjust for cost of living— nationally, teachers are being underpaid. You know, if you really balance it out. And so that's an issue, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's starting to affect teacher retention and recruitment. Less and less people are choosing to enter into the classroom every single year. Right now in this state, we have about 2,000 classrooms without a permanent qualified teacher. Wow. And that's in that's impacting around 50,000, upwards of 50,000 kids. Wow. And as you can imagine, that hits marginalized communities the hardest. You know, communities that have large numbers of black and brown students, when a system is failing, it hits those communities the hardest. Mm-hmm. And our education system isn't immune to that. Mm -hmm. So those 2,000 vacancies are hitting those communities the hardest, and that means that students are learning from long-term substitutes, teachers teaching outside of their specialties, Mm -hmm. teachers that are being overwhelmed because they're having to manage multiple classrooms, Mm -hmm. and that's just not an ideal environment for the delivery system of a quality education, you Mm -hmm. know, and Mm -hmm. so we have to invest in ecosystems of support around teachers, one- to rebrand what it means to be a teacher, to create pathways to get more people involved yeah. in supporting educators. And all of those things will equate and equal to making it a more desirable profession for, even, for our best and brightest to want to enter into. Mm-hmm. I came to this work in, in really three phases. The first was as a student. I was a slips through the cracks kid, mm. which means that I wasn't a kid, I wasn't a, uh, a student that was, I wasn't um, bad enough to get a lot of attention. I wasn't good enough to get a lot of attention. So mm-hmm. I kind of floated right in the middle and largely unrecognized, mm-hmm. you know. So I never had that lean on me movie moment with a teacher that somebody came and said, "Lord, you're going to be great." You know, I mm-hmm. never had that. And every student should have that. You know, that mm-hmm. like, like that's important. So that was my first realization. The second was as a parent, you know, as a parent I think we want the best for our kids, so I was one of those parents that would do the research on the best school yeah. and what's the top rated school. So often, my kids for my kids' formal formative education, they didn't go to our neighborhood school ever. Mm. And that was because I would travel across town to take them to the higher-performing school, you mm-hmm. know, because I wanted my kids to get the best education. But every time a parent does that, the local school does lose resources. Mm-hmm. They lose an engaged family that... Yeah. My, like, my wife was classroom parent every year, and we would donate and all those things, and yeah. we would take those outside of our community. But dissecting that, even for me us making that choice came because we didn't have confidence in our local school. Mm. So that's also a problem. It's not that I I believe that you should be able to choose a school that suits your kid. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's great. And it should be because that school has a program that they're offering or something like that, that, suit your kids' talents and interests. But you shouldn't have to make that choice because you don't have confidence in your local schools. you know, so that's a problem. And the last was as a professional. You know, all of my work, I was in the classroom for six years, in the Alhambra Elementary School District mm. at Barcelona Middle School as a teaching assistant. And do, because coming out of high school, I was one of those bleeding hearts, man. I want, I want kids to have what I didn't have when I was a kid. And yeah. I want everybody to have the opportunity to thrive in society. And so that led me into the classroom thinking I wanted to teach, which I think everybody that feels like they want to work with kids, that that's your first thought is, I want to teach. And teaching is not really for everybody. and really wasn't for me. Being in that classroom... I realized that, no, I need to save this for another brilliant individual like this isn't that that's really cut out for this work. So but I realized the plight of teachers firsthand, you know, Mm -hmm. how they're often underpaid, undervalued, overworked, under resourced. And that's just a community issue, man. And it's something that we all should care about. Because we're all impacted by a teacher in some shape, form, or fashion. Whether it's a good experience or a bad experience, teachers impact us all. And as cliche as it sounds, they truly are shaping our future. Our future business leaders, our future doctors, lawyers, presidents are in today's classroom. Mm -hmm. So it's something that impacts all of us. Absolutely. And so I realized that... There are a lot of programs that are focused on kids, technology. Some they even focus on buildings themselves, but not enough emphasis on the teacher. And I think as a society, we take that profession for granted. Yeah, We treat it like it's just anybody can do it. and
0: It's always going to be there. You know, it's yeah. always going to yeah. be there. Yeah. And
1: that's not the case. Like mm-hmm. I said, we already have 2,000 classrooms without a permanent qualified teacher. We don't know how close we are to truly teacher-less classrooms. And I don't mean we're not going to have some form of a teacher, but it, re- it can really get to a point where it is just a glorified
0: babysitter. Who's just making sure that these kids don't kill each other? Yeah, you know? and it gets to the point where, like, the proactiveness out of being you know accountable yeah. and, and being a part of your community, you know, why wait for an issue or a challenge mm-hmm. when you could be proactive and and in be investing in the people that are you know providing knowledge to to the children, like you're saying, that are going to be our future leaders, our future workforce, future everything, right? It. I was listening to, I think it was a podcast from The Daily um, not too long ago that was talking about a classroom somewhere in the south, mm-hmm. and they were operating in a really old building that mm-hmm. had not had new infrastructure in it, and they didn't have air conditioning. Mm. And we all know how hot this summer was. There was a a teacher that was operating a classroom where they measured the heat at 93 degrees in the south. Wow. In the middle of summer. Right. And the whole point of the podcast was to show how you can't learn under those conditions. You got it. Right. You just, right. I mean, what is what is the impact gonna be on the kids yeah. and the teacher yeah. who's pushing through, trying to make this happen. And so everything you're saying, you know, we know and I believe that we need solutions from every area. So I love that you're focusing on the teacher because we need all these resources. We need all this advocacy. We need all this support. So I want to hear a little bit about how, so how do you go into a school? How do you work with districts? How do you work with schools? What are the things that you're doing to partner with them to support the teachers through the organization?
1: Yeah. So what we do is we partner with Title I schools that serve marginalized communities. And that's large communities where large numbers of Uh, black and brown students. Mm -hmm. And we partner with those schools on creating community-centered programming to help them increase how their teachers are recognized, drive more support directly into their classrooms, and create innovative ways to impact how their teachers are compensated. Uh, So we have a focused school approach where we partner with a school for three to five years and they get saturated with our programming. Mm. And then in year four and five, we're helping them build capacity to run our programming on their own, and then we go and help another school build that's struggling in these areas. So we do things like um, 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 monthly teacher recognition lunches. Mm. We're called Take a Teacher to Lunch, where we partner with the restaurant and business community to bring full catered lunches on the school classroom uh, onto a school campus. uh, So all the teachers feel appreciated thank for the work that they do. Cool. We want to turn teacher recognition into a year-round sustained effort, you know, mm-hmm. because there's great programs out there, you know, like the different awards that teachers can win, but those often only impact like a handful of teachers. Sure. And there's thousands of teachers in the state. So we want to be a part of doing things to recognize all those teachers as much as we can. Uh, we bring support in the classrooms. We do annual supply drives called the Teacher Tree, where we um, engage the community and solving the issue of teachers having to spend $1,000 of their own money on classroom supplies every single year. Mm. That's a fixable issue if you involve the community the right way. So we have teachers submit us wish lists. We par- we, we're we partnered with Staples. We put those wish lists out in the community. People can come by and pick an apple from our teacher tree, mm-hmm. go out and get that donation for a teacher, and then we get it to classrooms. We bring interns and volunteers directly into classrooms through our classroom support team program mm-hmm. to give teachers more of their time back and to increase their ability to diversify diversify and differentiate instruction in their classroom so there's more uh, support in the classroom so teachers can do what they got in the profession for which is to teach so we create pathways of involvement because we understand that kind of to your point it's going to take more than just one entity to fix a system yeah it's going to take collaboration coalition conspirators working together to make that happen. So we want, we we like to be one of those conveners that's helping to bring folks together. And we also do that through what we're doing through our compensation pillar. So our model is three pillars, recognition, support, and compensation. So we're a growing organization, so I don't yet have a million dollars to just go to a school and say, hey, pay all your teachers (laughs) more money, which we hope one day we will. Uh, But our approach is, how can we make teachers' current salaries go further? And the way that you do that is by partnering with businesses to offer meaningful discounts on goods and services to educators. Mm -hmm. So that way they can retain more of their hard-earned money. If you can make that current salary that's I think around 45th in the nation feel like a million dollars, that's impactful on the teacher. Because being a hard-working adult, a part of what you get out of it, is being able to enjoy the money that you make. Mm-hmm. But when you have to spend that money on classroom supplies and and you can't take a vacation because you're working two jobs and you got to work an additional job over the summer, you really can't get that fulfillment. So mm-hmm. we want to see teachers be satisfied and fulfilled from the hard work they do in multiple ways. And so being able to help them save money as a part of that, being able to have them see that businesses are showing up and saying, no, we support teachers as well. We value you. So we're going to offer a teacher discount that they can access is is really important in regards to sending that message that as a community, we care about you and we value you. And and that's the ideology that went into us creating our TAP program, which is the teacher appreciation package that we do twice a year.
0: Cool. Yeah. Cool. So I, well, I love that you're talking about the holistic perspective of this being a system. And we're all stakeholders in it, whether you have kids or not, whether you um, are a teacher or not, whether you're a business owner or an entrepreneur. And so this program I know of, and we've participated in spreading the word before, but I'd love to learn a little bit more about what's coming up soon. How could businesses get involved? If you're a passionate entrepreneur or business owner, part of the nature of this show is to encourage business owners to think more holistically, how are how can you be a steward in the community and not just think about operating as a small business Absolutely. or a local business, but how do you play a role in impacting change in the community in meaningful ways? So if I'm a business, if I'm listening, hey, that sounds great. I'd love to contribute. What's coming up? What's going on with the TAP program that you could get involved in?
1: Fantastic. So the first thing that I, I want to say even before I get into how people get involved is that we all need to first understand that it's a responsibility for us all to be involved in some shape, form, or fashion. How you get involved and how I get involved may not look the same, mm-hmm. but we all need to find a meaningful way to get involved, especially around the support of teachers. Now, specifically with the uh, TAP program, Teacher Appreciation Package, we partner with businesses twice a year because what we also understand is kind of your, to your point that businesses also have to make money. They gotta keep their, get, keep their lights on. They need foot traffic. They need people coming in. So our ask is just twice a year. Partner with us around offering a meaningful discount to educators uh, for just one week. So our two weeks are—the first week is during uh, November, which is Thank a Teacher Month for us. So that's the one that's coming up right now. Cool. Uh, And the second one is in May, during Teacher Appreciation Week. So how people can tap in to us is they can go to our website. We have a page that's built out specifically for the TAP program, and they can sign—and they can— create a participation form. Once they uh, sign that participation form, we send them collateral to their store. We take care of everything. We try to figure out what kind of discount they want to offer. And so we work with the business. to so just offer a discount that's meaningful to them. You know, um, we we just want it to be meaningful, you know. Yeah. Um, so we're not saying you have to offer 50% off or which some businesses do for that week. But if you can, what you can manage is a 5% discount on a certain item or whatever the case may be be, we take that. Let's work with you. And then our goal is to be able to grow that participation so the return on investment is there for our business partners so hopefully those discounts can grow as well. So not only do we need the businesses to participate, we also need to put an ask out to our teachers that when they see a business tapped in, they intentionally go spend money with these businesses. Uh, Because what we want our business partners, what we want the business community to understand is that teachers are a buying community. Like, teachers do participate in things. They buy clothes. They go to the movies. They do those things. So they're a buying community as well. And we want to create that reciprocal relationship Mm -hmm. where when they see that you're tapped in through our program, they're also incentivized and motivated to come out and support you because they understand that them doing that encourages more businesses to participate. You know, so... tap in the first one is coming up this november the second one is is in may we ideally love for businesses to tap in all year cool but if you can just tap in at those two points that's fantastic for us
0: love it love it so could you give a couple of examples of businesses that participate in the past maybe is it is it like restaurant heavy is it um retail what if you're a business out there listening and you're thinking, you know, you want to get involved or um, or tap into the program, what are some examples?
1: Yeah, let me—I'm going to our website right now because <laughs> I, I want to use this as an opportunity yeah. to shout out some specific businesses.
0: I feel like there were some coffee shops. There's or, co- so,
1: yeah. what I'll say is if, you're, if you run a coffee shop, you definitely want to tap in because we yeah. survey our teachers to ask what type of businesses they want to participate in this mm-hmm. and where do they spend money. Coffee shops are always— How to grab
0: it before heading to the classroom. Teachers love coffee. (laughs) So
1: I want to give a big shout-out to Valley Coffee Company Mm. that has tapped in with us uh, in the past and offering a great discount to educators. Custom Inc., which is a a print shop. Oh, cool. Um, So often teachers want to get shirts printed for their schools, specific things for their classroom. They participate and offer a great discount. We have Dose Chris's bakery and charcuterie company. Okay. Uh, and they give a 10% discount uh, on their baked goods and their cheese boards and all those type of things, to teachers. And Meineke, Participated and offered discounted oil changes to teachers. Okay. So the big thing that we like to drive home with this is that this isn't about giving teachers a discount on classroom supplies. Mm. We're trying to take care of the whole teacher. Mm -hmm. And we want to understand that they're also human beings. Mm -hmm. They have a life that exists outside of those four walls of their classroom. They deserve
0: to treat themselves. They deserve
1: to treat themselves as well, you know, and so that's important. So... And, and that's why when I talk about the program, I, I really make sure to emphasize we want people to offer bit discounts on goods and services mm-hmm. for educators. If you run a spa, you do massages, you uh, manicures and pedicures the whole thing you know we want teachers to be able to come out and and be serviced and taken care of as human beings and be able to access discounts that are relevant to their everyday lives.
0: love it, love it. well, we want to encourage everyone uh all all business owners listening and uh part of local first to to check out this program um again, we've gotten businesses involved in the past. They've had great experience. And um, I think we all play a role in this. So Mm -hmm. kind of bringing us back to the center, Lloyd, why should businesses care about this? Why should businesses step up and say, say, yeah, I, I care about the teacher community and I want to support them too?
1: Yeah. So businesses should care about this because if we really want to have thriving communities and thriving means safe, that means economically mobile, Um, That starts with our education system, that starts in classrooms, and that starts with teachers who are a delivery system to ensure that our kids are prepared for the world they're going to inherit. So if we can create more high school graduates, that's going to equal more college graduates. If we can create better connection between the school and the communities that they serve, where we're working together in collaboration and partnership everything is more productive, everything benefits in those environments. And so even the businesses thrive in those environments when, when there's just greater connectivity, when there's greater participation, and there are these reciprocal relationships where we're pouring into each other. Mm-hmm. And teachers are just the nucleus of that, you know? And so it's important for the business community to understand that because every one teacher on average in the state of Arizona, is impacting 25 to 30 kids. Mm. That's 25 to 30 families that every one teacher represents. So when you talk about return on investment and really being able to talk to a customer... If you want to create a customer, create a relationship first. Mm-hmm. Teachers are a part of that. You know, yeah. when they're participating in your services and they're advocating for you and when they're going out to your businesses and talking to their families when they come back into the classroom and they see that, it, it, it creates a chain, um, a chain reaction in the community. So it's really important for us all to understand that part that we play in it.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Lloyd, for all the work you're doing. Thank you. The advocacy, the support, the programmatic ways that people can just plug in. I think it's critical and we're proud to partner with you at Local First. So thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for producing this program and um, hopefully we can get some businesses signed up and, and participating this year too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. you uh, everybody can find us on our website, milliondollarteacherproject.org.
1: And I know we'll share out some links, but you can go to our website, hit the programs page, look for the TAP program, teacher appreciation package, and you can tap right in there and we'll, we'll get you plugged in and take, a, take everything else from there.
0: Right on. Love it. Love it. Well, we hope you listening were inspired today by a leader working to leave a legacy in Arizona through doing good business. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Business Radio, for hosting us and all of our legacy partners at Local First that make this possible. This is Thomas Barr from Local First Arizona reminding you that if we want to build a better Arizona, we need to connect deeply with the local businesses that make us proud to call this place our home.